Hi, good evening, everybody. It is June 18th, 2020. Welcome to the second podcast of Legacy Battle. We want to thank everyone who watched the first episode. If you haven't seen it, it's available on the, the group page. If you haven't already, please join the group. Um, just search Legacy Battle or ask one of us for an invite. You can um, start your own debates in the chat area. That'll be fun. If you want to know more about our panelists, uh, please go back, watch the first show. Our next debate is going to be July 9th, uh, 2020, with uh, the return of hockey in July. The topic is going to be uh, number 99, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, versus uh, number 66, the magnificent one, Mario Lemieux. Um, and if you're watching tonight for the trivia question for the free prize, it'll be announced later in the show. If nobody gets it, uh, we'll post it on the on the group page. Um, so I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the dads out there listening. Um, special happy Father's Day to my dad, Ken Adams, who better be listening. Um, so, uh, Brett, who, who would you like to say uh, happy Father's Day to and how are you? Oh, I'll say uh, happy Father's Day to my father-in-law, Lee. Um, I'm looking forward to it, obviously, again, myself. I've got two kids, so um, I really enjoy this day. Um, happy Father's Day to, you know, yourselves as well. Um, you know, hope everybody has a, a nice relaxing weekend. Um, you know, and again, I could go on and on for the people, but I'll, I'll keep it short and move on to anybody else who wants to give a shout out. Brian, how about you? Yeah, happy Father's Day to my dad, uh, Jim King. Uh, I'm going to try and get him to listen to this later on. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he, uh, Definitely inspired a lot of love for sports with uh, for me. I remember watching you know watching football games on Sunday afternoons with him. You know the Steelers and and uh, I mean most Pittsburgh natives kind of know that you know it, you know when you're a little kid you didn't uh, you know you didn't get tucked in with uh, nursery rhymes. You, know, you got tucked in with stories about Terry Bradshaw and Franco Harris and, and Mean Joe Green. And my dad was no different. So so uh, you know I'm pumped up about the you know the, about the sports legacy that. Uh, uh, he passed on to me, and then, um, you know, I hope all the dads out there enjoy their special day. Kevin, how about you? <clears throat> yeah, same. Uh, you and I share the same father, obviously, so I'm happy or happy Father's Day to, to Ken Adams. Um, like you said, he better be watching. Um, and like Brett said, happy Father's Day to all you, because um, you guys all have kids. Um, uh, Brian, you know, you're a stepfather, too, just as much as a dad as the rest of us. So happy Father's Day to you as well. And uh, any of my friends and family that are um, watching or not watching, um, you know, that, that dads, hope you guys have a good Father's Day weekend. Um, but uh, special thanks to my dad because he sacrificed a lot, paid a lot of money to help take me to my soccer games that were in other states, tournaments that I played in, ice hockey games that were in West Virginia, Maryland. Um, taking me to all the practices and, and tournaments and everything. So, you know, special thanks to him for, you know, helping me live my uh, dream to play sports. And he took me to a Steelers game where Dwayne Woodruff picked one off and took it all the way back. I, I never forgot that. That was my first Steelers game. So that's, that's going back uh, quite a ways. But anywho, um, so we are trying to get one more person. He's been working on it for a while. He may or may not be able to join us. Um, he was just going to be a, a, another judge uh, for the tonight's debate. Um, so let me just jump right into it. Here are the rules for tonight's debate. Each debater was given two picks for best duo. Um, and in each bracket, they're going to be allotted two minutes timed. 
to make the case for their pick and whoever they're up against will get a one minute timed rebuttal and then vice versa, of course. The winner will be voted on by us and move on to the next round. There are four uh, debates in the first round. These debates should be quick. The time is very little. So we're looking at six, seven minutes on to the next debate. Um, and uh, all of us pretty sure have timers. So we'll be keeping the time so that it's being done right. All right, so our first round matchup, bring up my brackets here. We'll call it matchup 1A is gonna be the Mannings, Archie, Peyton, maybe some Eli, who knows. Gotta versus, throw them in. <laughs> gotta throw them in. Uh, and that'll be represented by Brett. And they will be going against the Roonies, Art and Dan and Art Jr., Art Sr., who knows, there's a whole crew of them. Um, in our first round 1A matchup, and they'll be represented by Brian. So for the timer, you'll they'll get a 30-second warning. I'll say 30 seconds, and they'll, they'll know they only have 30 seconds to finish. Um, and I will say go to get them started. So I had my timer up, and of course it went away. All right. I got mine too ready if we need it. All right. All places were done by a coin flip. Um, and Brett will be going first based off of coin flip. All right, you ready guys? Yeah, let's do it. Do it. All right, Brett, ready, go. All right, so good evening, everybody. Uh, I'm gonna jump right into it again. Uh, I have the Mannings and yes, uh, this is a trio, not just a father-son duo. We have uh, Archie Manning and then his sons, Peyton and Eli. Uh, obviously, if you know sports, you should know that they were all starting NFL QBs. Um, obviously, the sons had a little bit more of a better career than their father did overall. But um, I guess one of the main things I bring up with this is how difficult it is to become a starting QB in the NFL. Uh, when you look at statistics, roughly only one out of every 205,000 athletes, high school athletes who are QBs, will actually make it to a starting QB position in the NFL. So, I mean, you're looking at that, that family has three. Uh, and again, one out of every 205 will make it to a starting position. I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty good point to start with. Another reason I think that they're so important is QBs are the leader of a team. Uh, if the QBs are having a bad day or an off day, that can mean the entire team is having an off day. But again, throw something out there. Peyton Manning, Eight divisional championships, two AFC championships, one Super Bowl championship. You look at Eli, two Super Bowl championships, four-time Pro Bowler, two Super Bowl MVPs. Well, uh, both Peyton and Eli were Walter Peyton Man of the Year Award recipients. Um, <clears throat> again, you also can look at Peyton. Uh, uh, Peyton had 16 straight seasons of 25 or more TD passes. I mean, these stats just speak for themselves when it comes to uh, you looking at what type of legacy they're going to leave in their sports. And even their father, who only had, uh, he had 13 seasons, he had 24,000 passing yards over or roughly 2,200 rushing yards, um, Saints Ring of Honor and Saints Hall of Fame. So that's, that's where I got the Manning. Time. Okay. I believe we, we have John now. Is he on? Yep. Hey, okay. How are you tonight, John? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, this is our special guest, ladies and gentlemen. He is our judge to break all ties. He is a Air Force veteran, and he is a fantasy football champion like the rest of us here. So, Mr. John Phillips, anybody want to say happy Father's Day too, real quick? Yeah, just a real quick shout out to my little brother, Joe. Uh, happy Father's Day. Definitely me and him had some good battles uh, growing up playing basketball and, and uh, definitely someone I look up to. So uh, happy Father's Day to Joe. Excellent. Good to have you on board. All right. We're going to go to Brian's one minute rebuttal. Brian, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. On this one, I'll give you a 15 second warning. OK. OK, sounds good. All right. Ready? Go. Okay, so yeah, you mentioned the Mannings, and the Mannings are an impressive family, no doubt. But you look at Archie, Archie's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, Archie was, he was good, but he's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, he never even led a team to a winning season throughout his career. Uh, it's kind of hard to you know build this this great legacy um, argument whenever you've got one guy that was, I mean, he was mediocre. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from Peyton. And, and to be honest, I thought this was father-son thing so I didn't even know another son was going to get thrown in there but if you want to throw Eli in there that's cool the three-time uh, you know NFL interception uh, leader uh, over you know over his career I mean it, it, was there anybody as inconsistent as Eli Manning like ever I mean yeah he, he peaked out and won a couple Super Bowls but man he had some awful seasons in there where I mean he couldn't even hit the broad side of a barn so it's just, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, I don't want to take anything away from Peyton, but uh, your supporting guys are not really uh, impressing me much. Time. Okay. All right. Now Brian will make the case for the Roonies. Ready? Go. Okay. We got Art and Dan Rooney. Okay. Now these, these two are both Hall of Famers. Um, you know, father-son combo. 80 plus years of Steelers football, six Super Bowl wins, eight Super Bowls total. Um, the 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 legend Howard Cosell, he said the Roonies are the finest people, the most respected in American sports ownership. I mean, you can't even talk about American sports without talking about the Roonies. They are uh, entwined in the, in the entire history of American sports. Uh, I mean, not only did did Art Rooney uh, found the Steelers. He was instrumental in bringing the Penguins to the um, to, to Pittsburgh. Uh, he was uh, also he he he, um, he, he kind of uh, silently donated money to the Homestead Grays to keep the uh, Negro team the Negro League team going. Um, this guy was just at the forefront. Um, whenever the whenever the merger went down um, in, in 1970, he would Art Rooney was the guy who volunteered. I'll take the Steelers. I'll put them in the AFC. I'll make things balanced. Uh, you know, in the league. Um, Dan Rooney, when when things were going down with the salary cap in in the in the early '90s, he was the one that helped develop the salary cap. The, the reason why we know football the way that it, the way that it is today is because of Dan Rooney. Um, so these guys were just uh, the ultimate legacy uh, when it comes to when it comes to American sports. Uh, period. So um, and you look at just like some of the intimate details. I mean, they had a draft where they they drafted thirty uh, in nineteen seventy four. They drafted four Hall of Famers all in one draft. Just amazing. Um, even on some even on some uh, like on the forefront of some racial issues. Um, Dan Rooney he went through it. He instituted the Rooney Rule so that there be fair hiring practices for uh, for NFL coaches for for minorities. Um, you know that was a very important um, thing they did. He also also Art Rooney. He he was um, he was totally against uh, uh, bringing Dallas a team back in 1960 because of the you know the segregated time. South. All right, 
Very good. Let's go to the judges. Kevin. Do I need to do my Doesn't Brett get a rebuttal? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, let Brett have a rebuttal. <laughs> yeah. Brett, I'll give you the 15-second warning, okay? All right. Sounds Ready. good. Ready? One minute. Go. All right. So, again, uh, you can't really argue with a lot of the people that we're bringing up. The, the Roonies were definitely influential um, in their aspect, but I, I just have to bring up one question about them is outside of really Pittsburgh, and, again, they did come up with that Rooney rule, uh, regarding the hiring, but outside of Pittsburgh, what type of legacy are they really leaving? I feel like, you know, with the Mannings, they've reached a whole different generation, a whole different population, even outside of their own cities where they played. Uh, they made a huge influential impact uh, in the sport of the NFL, just like the Roonies did, but I just think they reached it to a broader audience than just the Roonies. Um, can't deny what those Roonies did in Pittsburgh, but the main argument I would have against them is simply – other than Pittsburgh 15. and the Steelers, what have they done uh, to really influence, you know, even the youth of football? I'm done. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you guys don't want to use your old time, just say done. So Perfect. let's go to the judges. Kevin, you can go first. Which one are you taking? So, uh, y'all both had uh, some points, um, you know. Mannings, I mean, yeah, Peyton, Eli won Super Bowls. Um, and, you know, as Brian pointed out, Archie was kind of, I mean, yeah, he was all right, but didn't really have too much success like his sons did. Uh, Rooney's, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh, uh, but I'm going to try and leave the bias out of it. But, um, you know, the Rooney's have done a lot for that franchise, um, and uh, they've really molded and, and they are tied for the most Super Bowl victories um, in the NFL. And if I'm not mistaken, Okay. Yeah, these are all points you can make if you got to go up against them in a debate. But who do you taking? I'm gonna have to go with the Roonies. The Roonies, John. Yep. Uh, like he said, uh, great debate on both sides. But I'm going with the Mannings. I'm gonna have to agree. Uh, I am a Steelers fan, and I do believe the Roonies have done great for football. But I don't know if there's a, a bigger name right now than Peyton Manning out there. He's on TV everywhere. He's hosting Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah sexual cool, assault allegations. Cool. Hey, 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 those hey. are for rebuttals later. Yeah. Hey, quit stealing yeah. my stuff here. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm based on what we said. <laughs> exactly. That's what the debate is. It's based off of what was said. Um, right. Yeah. And I do sure. agree that that uh, Archie uh, is not a Hall of Famer. Um, well, that's tough. And I got the splitting vote here. So honestly, I got to go with the Mannings. So the Mannings will move on a two to one vote. Yeah, I just want to point out one of the Roonies was also a, uh, hey, no, no, stop, stop. You can't do that. I thought he's out. Rooney's okay. out. That, that's fine. Good point. They yeah. are out, but okay. So we don't, yeah, we don't want to give our reasons as to why, because we may be debating against these people later. I'm aware. So. All right. So, all right, Manning's move on to the second round. All right, one uh, B is Barry and Bobby Bonds, represented by me. I lost the coin flip, so I want to go first. And Ken Griffey Jr. and Senior, represented by Kevin, who will go second. Um, who wants to take the timer on this one? I got it. You got it. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. All right. 
Okay, Red, who's first now? I'm first. You're first, okay. And go. Bobby and Barry Bonds, let me just go to the stats of why they're gonna be better than the Griffies. 1,094 homers, 975 combined stolen bases, 3,020 RBIs, 17 All-Star games, 11 gold gloves, seven National League MVPs, 12 Silver Slugger Awards, three Hank Aaron Awards, two batting average and home run titles, one National League RBI title, six-time slugging leader, six-time on-base percent leader. Barry is the all-time leader in walks. He has 2,558 walks. That's more hits than most people have. Uh, it's amazing. And that's um, 270 more walks more than the next closest person. He has 688 intentional walks. That means they put him on base because they didn't want to pitch to him. Um, and that is 400 better than the next person who's in second place, which is Albert Pujols. Barry obviously is the all-time leader in uh, home runs in a season. His father, Bobby, was Major League Baseball's first player with more than two 30-30 seasons. And he did it five times. And that's only been matched once in history. You know who did that? Oh, that would be Barry Bonds, his son. Barry is second all-time behind Babe Ruth and, and wins above replacement. Barry is the only 500-500 player in baseball history. And Bobby, his father, is considered the player who redefined the leadoff position. He held the record for most homers by a leadoff hitter until 1996. Um, so stats-wise, there's no one that can beat them. I'm done. Okay. Okay, Kevin, your one-minute rebuttal. Start. What? Your one-minute rebuttal. All right. So, of course, you're going to mention the stats. Well, yeah, they walked him because they're afraid of him being juiced up and knocking the cover off the ball into their face. Barry Bonds is a disgrace to baseball. He used performing enhancement drugs. He's been juicing since 1998. And actually, another lab came out and said that they actually gave him perform performance and enhancements in 1997. If you look at his pictures early in his career, to now or to later in his career, he tripled his eyes because he was juicing. He admitted that he was juicing, but still tried to blame the uh, trainer. His trainer's home was uh, got a search warrant where they found documents where he was using banned drugs. There was a he admitted that he was giving him drugs. There was a calendar of when he was getting his performance enhancing drugs. He has the same thing in common with, with McGuire, Sosa, and Conseco. They're not in the Hall of Fame. I'm done. Okay, now your your two minutes begin now, Kevin. All right. So, like I said, I knew he was going to go straight to the stats, um, but we're talking about legacies here. All right. Uh, the Griffies are, if not the best duo in baseball history, um, they might be one of the best duos in all of sports. All right. They made history uh, when they became the first father-son duo uh, to play in the major leagues simultaneously. They played in the same lineup, the only father-son duo to do that. They hit back-to-back -back home runs at one point. Um, only father-son to do that. Um, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, doesn't have any scandals. He didn't use any drugs. He's never even came up in the, the performance enhancement drugs. I don't need to go over stats. Yeah, uh, the Bonds have better stats, but it's all about the legacy. Griffey Jr. alone is, has a better legacy than the Bonds combined. Um, both 
senior and junior have had long careers, 19 years and 22 years. They've uh, senior won two World Series. Uh, Bond senior didn't do that. Um, Griffey uh, has his own video game. He had his own shoe lineup. He won the Major League Humanitarian Award. He's won uh, Slugger Awards, Golden Glove Awards too. He had 10 by himself, which the Bonds had 11 combined. <clears throat> they were um, Barry Bonds. He didn't even uh, give permission for him to use his name uh, in video games because he wanted to go out and get his own licensing deal. Griffey um, was quote, or there was quotes about Ken Griffey Jr. by Bryce Harper saying that he's changed the game for the better. Um, there's not gonna be another player just like Ken Griffey Jr. Um, Managers for Griffey Sr. Um, have said that um, he's nothing but a class act. Uh, uh, Seattle's manager said that if he wanted to find somebody who was a winner, a player who can come in and be a strong influence on young players, it would be Ken Griffey Jr. Sr. His manager in Cincinnati said he was a role model, nothing but class. Uh, Griffey Sr. was a role model. He left a legacy. He mentored players. Had better stats than time. him. He said time. <laughs> okay. Mike, your rebuttal now. Let's, let's talk about legacy of the Griffies. It's not as great as everybody thinks. Ken Griffey never used drugs. Really? He attempted suicide in 1988. He took nearly 300 aspirin, was found passed out, covered in his own vomit, taken to the hospital, and had to have a stomach pump to save his life. And yes, he admitted that he tried to kill himself. Aspirin may not be a drug, but he was there. Ken Griffey Sr. clashed with manager Sparky Anderson all the time over stealing bases and his spot in the lineup during the World Series. I can't think of a worse time to be arguing with your manager. And you keep saying, oh, Barry Juice, Barry Juice, never found guilty of juicing. And I would like to point out that Ken Griffey Sr. stated in 2016 that steroid users should be in the Hall of Fame. And Junior's injury prone, 12 trips to the DL in his career and even missed 260 games in a three-season span. I'm done. All right. All right. Let's go to the judges. John, <coughs> you heard it. What do you think? Yep, I heard it. Uh, unfortunately, you can't uh, can't get away from the fact that he tainted his legacy, Barry Bonds, by juicing. Even if he wasn't found guilty, that whole season of him and Kaseko is kind of – kind of an asterisk behind it so and griffey had the sweetest swing in the game so i'm going with the griffies okay brett um you know great points uh i have to agree with john that ken griffey definitely had the sweetest swing uh in the in the league but uh for your points uh i'm i'm actually gonna have to go with bonds on this one okay brian um well, I mean, I'm just kind of based on what you guys said and, and you know, I, I felt like, you know, um, there was a lot left out about Bonds and, and there was a lot of good support for Griffey and a lot of great rebuttal um, against Bonds. So I'm going to go with Griffey on this one. Going with the Griffeys. Is that because I went against the Roonies? <laughs> I, I base it on what's said in this place, not what's uh, right. what I think outside of it. You know, nobody's saying anything right. about sweet things. Nobody saying anything about any of that other stuff. So I just I go by what no worries. All right. One C will be Muhammad and Layla Ali, represented by me. So I got to go back to back here. And uh, Richard and Cal Petty, represented by Brian. Uh, Richard is Lee and Richard Petty. Oh, you're doing Lee and Richard. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
should have found that out beforehand, I guess. <laughs> All right, uh, who could take the timer? Kevin, you got one? Yeah, give me a second. Who's, who's first? Um, unfortunately, I lost the coin toss, and it was elected that I had to go first. So okay. I will be first once again. Let me get off my bonds notes. <laughs> I know you're right. All right. I am ready. Go. So I'm not even going to go to the stats on this one. Let's start with Layla. She's a member of the Feeding America Council to End Hunger. She's a fitness and wellness expert. She found the Layla Ali lifestyle brand. She wrote the book Reach, which is a book to inspire young people. She supported the following charities, the American Diabetes Association, American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, Diamonds in the Raw Foundation, Greater Than AIDS, um, Muhammad Ali Parkinson Center, Muscular Dystrophy Association, the list goes on and on, okay? She's co-hosted American Gladiators, Everyday Health, Fashion Police. She's a correspondent for the CBS Early Show. She was on Dancing with the Stars because there's been people that have said that, you know, oh, her legacy isn't as great as Muhammad's. It's not, but it's still a good positive legacy for and a good, good role model for people. She was on Celebrity Apprentice and Family Feud, just to name a few other shows. Muhammad Ali donated millions to charity organizations, disadvantaged people of all religious backgrounds. It's estimated that he helped to feed more than 22 million people uh, afflicted by hunger across the world. There's no name in any sport that is known as much worldwide as Muhammad Ali. I can't think of any in, in the world. Uh, Apollo Creed from Rocky was based off of Muhammad Ali. Because of Ali, we have the coin phrases, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Um, service uh, to others is uh, rent you pay for your room here on earth. He, he's even quoted. Um, in 1987, he received the California Bicentennial Foundation for the US Constitution. Um, and they selected Ali to personify the vitality of the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Um, he's participated in rallies in support of Palestine, Sudan, um, flights of famine victims. Um, he's, uh, and Ali announced the support for the re-election of the United States President Ronald Reagan because he said he's keeping God in schools and that's not enough. We, um, we needed to Brian, wait, who's going against you? Brian? Brian. Yeah. Brian, one minute rebuttal. Go. Okay, so, um, you know, for, for Layla, we're, I'm hearing a lot about her charity work, stuff like that, but yeah, I didn't really hear a lot about what she did in the ring. And that's because, really, like to the casual sports fan, you know, everybody kind of knows that she was, that she was a, you know, a, a boxer and she followed in her father's footsteps. But, you know, her career was not really anything that anybody, was really all that excited about. So I kind of feel like, I mean, yes, Muhammad Ali is the greatest, one of the greatest athletes that there ever was. So I, I kind of feel like this is a, another like very um, imbalanced uh, um, combination here where, where Layla really was insignificant in the, the grand scheme of American sports and even sports worldwide. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just not seeing how that, was, how that is such a, you know, such a powerful um, father-child uh, uh, combo. I'm done. Okay, Brian, you will be up making your case for the petties. Right. You ready, Brian? Yeah. All right, two minutes, go. Okay, the petty name in motorsports is just synonymous. I mean, you can't think of motorsports and not think about the petties. When you had Lee Petty, 
Uh, he won the first NASCAR race ever at Daytona. Um, NASCAR came from the old moonshine bootleggers, and Lee Petty was a moonshine bootlegger early on, and 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 morphed into this just great, larger than life um, a NASCAR a racing figure. Um, he was a, he's an international uh, motorsports hall of famer, American motorsports hall of famer, NASCAR um, hall of famer. He uh, he ran over 425 races, 54 wins. Uh, 320, uh, three, um, sorry, 332 top tens. Um, he's just, uh, he, and, and he's, he also founded Petty Enterprises, which Petty Enterprises is, is a huge name in motorsports. Um, and then you, then you go on to Richard Petty. Richard Petty was even greater than his dad. I mean, his dad was a Hall of Famer. Richard Petty was just an absolute legend. 200 uh, NASCAR wins. No one will ever touch that. Um, Seven-time Daytona winner. That's the most ever. Um, seven times he won a NASCAR championship. That's only been matched by a couple guys. 27 race wins in just 1967 alone. I mean, you only see maybe four or five now um, in, in a season. Ten consecutive race wins. I mean, that was just an amazing run. 123 poles. Nobody has nobody has more than that in their career. Over 700 top tens. Um, and, and then in 30 1984, seconds. in 1984, he wins his 200th race with Ronald Reagan in attendance. And Ronald Reagan comes down and celebrates with him in, in victory lane. I mean, that's how big his legacy was. And then when he has his final race in 1992, there's 160,000 people watching and George H.W. Bush comes down and celebrates um, you know, the, the, you know, the ending of this uh, monumental career. Um, so this, this legacy is just, just unbelievable, awesome, and, and synonymous with motorsports and, and with American sports. Okay, Mike, your minute rebuttal. Go. I'll just say this real quick about Layla. 24-0, five titles, and the first ever woman to main event a boxing match. Just saying about that. So, the Petties. Let me give you the legacy real quick of uh, Mr. Richard Petty. 1996, arrested for hit and run. Um, 1969, he was made president of the Professional Drivers Association, which was basically a union to protect drivers. But under his watch, it was squashed and never returned. It ranked as the 13th most embarrassing moment in racing history by Bleacher Report. In 1965, he was being a baby about safety rule changes, so he quit and tried drag racing, where he sent his car flying into a crowd, injured seven, and killed an eight-year-old boy. And he's not talking about Cal Petty, but if you want something that's embarrassing, take a look at his country music career. 15. And when I think of motorsports racing, I'm sorry, I think of the Earnhardts. I'm done. Okay, John. Yes. Who are you taking? Great. Once again, great points. Uh, rebuttal. You can't deny Mike's rebuttal. Uh, but then also the Ali's. I'm gonna have to go with them simply for the fact that his legacy is is forever inside the ring and outside. So that's who I'm going with. Kevin. Um, you both had great points as uh, I agree. Um, but, uh, unfortunately I, I think I agree with John, uh, Muhammad Ali does have, you know, the leg long lasting legacy and his daughter, um, is still in the spotlight here and there. So, um, I do, uh, have to agree that the Ali's have a better legacy. Brett. Um, can't believe I'd actually say this because again, Muhammad Ali is one of my favorite athletes of all time. You, you, you know, you said the points of his legacy that he leaves, but 
Um, I was actually overall, I was actually going to have to go with the petties uh, just because of the points made uh, by Brian there. And I would have to take the petties overall. Okay. Two to one. All these move on. Let's go to the final first round matchup. We are going to have uh, Brett representing uh, Dell and Steph Curry. Maybe he'll throw the other brother in too, like he did earlier with Eli. <laughs> and Kevin will be representing the Halls, the only NHL representative in here. Bobby, uh, yeah, Bobby and Brett Hall. I'll take the timer for this one, guys. The coin toss uh, elected that Brett will have to go first. You ready? Ready. Go. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and we will start with uh, the father, Dell. Um, he had 16 seasons in the NBA. Uh, he had a career 457 career shooting percentage, actually something that stands out more to me for him. Again, we know this about Steph already, but the father, Dell, he had a 0.402 three-point uh, shooting percentage for his career, which actually is better than LeBron and Michael Jordan, just to name a couple. Um, he was an NBA Sixth Man of the Year award winner. Um, he actually also retired as the all-time leading scorer for the Charlotte Hornets, and he has been inducted into the Virginia uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Um, so father's got a nice little legacy there for him. But now we're to Steph Curry, the one who's creating and leaving his legacy right now as one of the greatest NBA players, definitely three-point shooters of all time. Um, he's been active for 11 seasons so far. He has a 435 three-point shooting uh, percentage. It's a three-time NBA champion, six-time NBA All-Star, two-time NBA All-MVP. Uh, uh, he is only 11 seasons in, and he currently sits third on the NBA's all-time three-point shooting list. Um, and again, we go for over three-point records. Uh, he holds multiple NBA single-season records for most threes made in a season, uh, most threes made in a uh, playoff run in NBA playoffs. And then he holds multiple other NBA records regarding the three-point shooting. Um, and again, when you look at it, when you talk about basketball, there's some names that stand out that people know right away. Even people who don't follow basketball, obviously you got your LeBron James, James Harden's, uh, you know, you got Steph Curry. You can say Steph Curry and multiple people are going to know who you're talking about right away. Um, so again, you're talking about legacies being left right now. That's why I'd have to go with the Currys. I'm done. Okay. Kevin, one minute rebuttal. Ready? Go. Yeah, I mean, it's no lie. Uh, Steph Curry is pretty much the man, and it's going to be, it's kind of hard to rebuttal um, the Currys. Um, but I will say, you know, Del Curry did have, you know, a decent career in Charlotte, but, um, you know, he was a consistent backup um, later on in his career. Um, Steph Curry has pretty much um, had an all-star team his whole career. So, of course, you're going to put up big numbers. Um, one season, they went 73-9. and nine. They only lost nine games in a whole season. Um, that should tell you something about the team that he was playing on. Um, Steph Curry was good in college, and he came out, you know, firing at, at all cylinders. He does have good stats, I'm not going to lie. But, you know, when you're playing on an all-star team like that, um, you're definitely going to have high numbers. You're definitely going to win championships. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Durant beat them in most categories the one season that they went and won the championship. Done. Done? Okay. Kevin, two minutes on the halls. Yep. Ready? All right, go. So. All right, so legacies. This is uh, 
the best father-son duo probably in the NHL, if not all sports across the board. Um, multiple sites have said that the Halls are the best duo um, in sports history. Um, Bobby is one of the greatest ever step on the ice. Um, you know, he was called the Golden Jet. Uh, his son, Brett, was called the Golden Brett. And that's because they scored goals and they lit it up. Um, both of them are Hall of Famers. They have multiple all-star games. Um, they've made, uh, they've won multi uh, multiple Stanley Cups. Um, both of them have over 600 goals. The first father-son duo tandem to score 50-plus goals in a season. Um, no one's ever done that um, besides them. Um, they uh, both, this is a stat that y'all probably don't know, and it's a good trivia question. They're the only father-son duo to both have their jerseys retired, and that's in all sports. No other sport has had the father and the son's jerseys retired, and we all know that that is a feat in itself to get your jersey retired, um, on top of, you know, both of them being uh, put into the Hall of, Hall of Fame. Um, you know, uh, both averaged uh, more than a point a game uh, for the regular season. They both almost averaged a point a game in playoffs. And let's be honest, NHL hockey is the hardest championship to win. Um, it's the long, it's the longest season. Well, NBA has has a similar similar length, but it is the hardest sport to win the championship. They've won multiple times. Um, it's not easy like basketball. They're not going seventy three and nine in a season. Um, uh, they're, they're just unbelievable on and off the ice. Um, stats speak for itself. Done. All right. Rhett, one minute rebuttal. Ready? Go. All right. So now we're in my sport, man, hockey. And, uh, you know, I'm going to start with Brett Hull. Uh, I, I have to say, overall, I love the guy as a player. Um, th th there's not a ton that you can really pick out of his career on or off the ice that really would taint his legacy. I mean, what, maybe he was too short, 5'11". Uh, he was drafted, uh, so 117th overall when he first. Or how about this? He hit the post on his first shift of the game. The guy can't even make it in the net in his first game. But, uh, no, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, – some of his teammates said that he wasn't the best skater and he wasn't the greatest two-way player, but overall. Uh, I'm going to start – I'm going to focus real quick on Bobby Hull. Uh, you're talking about legacies that get tainted. Um, after his career, he was a well-known heavy drinker. Um, he was known to abuse his wives and he was a Nazi sympathizer. Um, he also pled guilty to assaulting a police officer during a domestic violence incident. Uh, this is multiple, multiple things that can really taint. It doesn't matter all that you do on the ice when you step off. Time. Done. Okay. Brian, let's go to you first. All right. Well, I mean, I, yeah, you know, I, I, there were some good points made. I, I'm not really big on on like reading a guy's rap sheet or anything, you know, so that's not really my thing, but so I, I I'm going to, I'm going to favor the halls on this one. Um, you know, cause I, I think that there's, there's just more support, um, you know, more positive support for, you know, their, their, their legacy, their sports legacy. Okay. Um, I'll go second here. I agree with Brett and I do look at rap sheets because I believe that's part of the legacy. I mean, yeah, I was saying you do it earlier. Everybody thinks the Bengals are criminals. Uh, so, you know, so <laughs> for that reason alone, I, I would, I'd take the Curry's. John. Uh, it's up to me, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to have to go with uh, simply on the facts and, and both uh, topics or uh, what you guys discussed. I'm going to go with Kevin. 
And then also uh, we did fail to mention Seth, uh, Seth Curry. So that's yeah, okay. one that was uh, <laughs> MIA in this. Uh, the day, so. Yeah. All right. Curry. So the, the Halls will move on to the second round. Our second round is set. We have the Mannings versus the Griffies, the Ali's versus the Halls. Are we ready to get everybody ready to get started for the second round? All right, so Brett will be with the Mannings. Kevin will be with the Griffies. We're going to flip for it. Brett, call it in the air. Heads or tails? Tails. It's heads. Kevin, do you want to go first? I'll go second. Go second. All right. Brett, ready? Go. All right, so we'll go back, you know, to the Mannings. Again, they uh, they have quite a legacy going on. I'm going to just throw off a couple of the stats I didn't even get to get to here. Um, we're looking at Peyton Manning. You know, he had eight divisional championships. Uh, we're not, as we discussed in the first round, Archie doesn't have as much of the Hall of Fame legacy as his sons do. So we'll focus kind of on the other two sons here. But again, Peyton Manning, eight divisional championships, two AFC, one Super Bowl. Um, you know, you talk about legacies that are left in their sports and things that you always remember. Well, you always remember what a player does. Let's look at Eli Manning. Yeah, the guy had a lot of interceptions. He, you know, hasn't had the typical career of a Hall of Famer. But when you look at it, he has 27 comebacks and 37 game-winning drives, um, including one of the greatest Super Bowls to ever be played and one of the greatest upsets in Super Bowl, Super Bowl 42. The Giants took down the undefeated Patriots. Everybody knows that game for what? The helmet catch. Eli threw it. Again, you leave legacies, people remember things like this. Um, and then you want to go, and you know what? I'm going to pull something out of the hat, too. We're going to talk about somebody that's out there. Uh, <clears throat> Cooper Manning, who's another son of Archie, has his son playing in high school football right now. And you want to talk about legacies still coming up. The dude is a freshman in high school. He starts on varsity, and he just threw for 2,438 yards, 34 touchdowns, and 30. six interceptions uh, in his freshman varsity year in 1920. So, I, again, I know we're trying to do father-son duos. I'm going a little outside the box here. But if you're talking about the name, the Mannings, and the legacy that they're leaving, they have another one coming up who looks like he could continue that family, family legacy of being a quarterback in the NFL. Um, I'm done. Okay. Kevin, one minute rebuttal. Ready? Go. Yeah, so, you know, I love Peyton Manning. I always root for him over Tom Brady. Um, and, you know, like you said, this is supposed to be father and child, not children. So you're supposed to pick one or the other. That's why I didn't know I was going to face a whole family. And it can't really help how many kids somebody has. But, um, yeah, you know, the Mannings, Peyton and Eli, they've won Super Bowls, like I mentioned uh, when I was the judge on your first round. They are good. Um, Archie is not a Hall of Famer. He doesn't have the stats to be a Hall of Famer. Um, Peyton Manning was facing sexual assault-related allegations when he was in uh, University of Tennessee, um, which, you know, our one judge, Michael, here likes to go to rap sheets. Um, sexual assault is one of the big 15. things around with these professional sports athletes, and he has that on him. Um and I don't know what happened with him and his Papa John's uh, when that all went down. So just saying. Time. Okay. Kevin, your argument for the Griffies. Ready. Go. 
So, yeah, I didn't really mention any stats the first round that I went, so I'm going to mention some stats now because their stats are pretty good. Uh, I think I did mention that uh, 13 All-Star games for, for Ken Griffey Jr. His father also made three. You know, his father uh, was a big part of the Big Red Machine uh, back uh, in Cincinnati in 75 and 76 where he's won two World Series. Yeah, Jr. never got to uh, the, the World Series victory on his belt, but, um, you know, his stats um, – are legit. They were not supported with performance enhancing drugs like other players. Um, he's won sil seven silver slugger awards, 10 consecutive gold glove awards. He batted 284 for his career, had over 1,800 RBIs. His father actually had a better 15. bat at 215. I thought I get two minutes. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. He bat the father batted 296 for a batting average. He had um, a little over 850 RBIs. He was inducted into the Reds uh, Hall of Fame. Um, a stat that is actually pretty remarkable with Ken Griffey Jr. Um, first ballot uh, got inducted into Hall of Fame. And do you know that he secured 99.3% of the votes, which is a record? And I'm pretty sure that probably is a record for all sports uh, into the Hall of Fame. 99.3% on the first ballot. Um, and that's pretty... Uh, that's pretty good if you ask me. Um, he continues to um, have the name out there as, as one of the best players to ever play. Um, and I, I want to go back to his his rookie card is actually still selling for over $1,000 right now, um, which is pretty remarkable because he's had a good career. He's had the Hall of Fame career. Um, and I think his, his stats speak for himself and him and his father. Um, had a good legacy, and I think it still lives. And players still look up to Griffey Jr. and want to model his play. Done. Okay. Brett, one-minute rebuttal. Go. All right. Um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really focus on the one, you know, Griffey that I am more familiar with, you know, Griffey Jr. here. And, you know, we talk about steroids, and there's not actually been any – evidence to show that he hasn't just like just like we discussed with the bonds thing there's been no evidence to show that he hasn't and you know there's actually been moments where he's talked about possibly admitting to it without actually saying the words but the thing I talk about with Griffey Jr. is you know you look at stories and you read a lot of stories about him and there's always the quote what if he's one of the baseball one of baseball's greatest greatest what if stories because of his injuries he always had an injury and in when you talk about legacies left, yeah, you can't deny his stats, his swing, things like that. But he's also one of baseball's greatest what-ifs. What could his career have been? What could his legacy have been if he wasn't injury-prone, you know, if, if he could have been healthy all those years? And that's what I have to look at because when you look up stories, that's tagged to him. Done. It's time. Oh, good. All right. Thank you. John, you get the first vote. All right, right out the gate. Uh, I think, Brett, uh, you won me over in the rebuttal. Uh, it's a what-if story, uh, and the Mannings, their legacy is in, in big games to me, and, and we've seen it on the, on the biggest stages. So I'll take the Mannings. Ooh, that's a tough, tough one. I mean, I did lose to the Griffies, but <laughs> ah, wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Griffies just for the simple fact that I think – the father of the Griffies was a lot better than the father of the Mannings. Brian, it's on you. You're the deciding factor here. Well, again, I'll base it on what was said and and not what was not said. So I'm going to go with the Griffies. Okay. The Griffies will be in the finals. 
Come on, man. Peyton gave us the first sports back during the coronavirus. Jeez, man. I was coming up next. <laughs> okay. Um, second round matchup 2B. The Ali's represented by me and the Halls represented by Kevin. Kevin, call it in the air. Yeah, flip. Head. I did. It's tails. Um, you know what? I've gone first this whole thing, so I might as well go first again. Right, I got you on the timer. Thank you. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Go for it. Okay, so I didn't go last st stats last time on the Ali, so I will this time. I did mention Layla was undefeated with 24 wins. Um, and she was part of the first main event for women's uh, boxing history against Jackie Fraser. She's the BET winner of Sportswoman of the Year. Um, she's winning one titles in both super middleweight and light heavyweight. Now on to Muhammad's boxing career, 56 wins, five losses, U.S. national champ, gold gloves winner in 59 and 60, Olympic gold in 1960. And he was the first ever three-time heavyweight champion. Muhammad Ali defeated every top heavyweight in his era, which has been called the golden age of boxing. We all know how ridiculous the heavyweights are nowadays. Ali was named Fighter of the Year by The Ring Magazine more times than any other fighter. And he was involved in uh, more ring fights of the year bouts than any other fighter. He was an inductee into the International Boxing Hall of Fame. He's held wins over seven other Hall of Fame inductees. He was one of only three boxers to be named Sportsman of the Year by Sports Illustrated. The fight against Frazier and Foreman made the phrases that we all use today, Thrilla in Manila and Rumble in the Jungle, known worldwide. Off of boxing, he has two Grammy nominations for musical works. A boxer has two Grammy nominations. Um, back to Layla. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan credits her with saving his life when he was suicidal after his divorce and had hard times with his family that was going on. Um, Muhammad, uh, in 1974, he visited a Palestine refugee camp in southern Lebanon. Uh, Lebanon. Um, in 1980, he was recruited by President Jimmy Carter for a diplomatic mission to Africa. In 81, he talked a suicidal man down from jumping off a ninth floor ledge uh, in an event that made... Okay. Okay, Kevin, you're one minute of rebuttal. Go for it. You know, um, so, yeah, Muhammad Ali, I mean, no doubt has good stats. Um, but, uh, you know, he, uh, I don't feel like uh, he really... Um, supported the country that he was living in and fighting for and fighting in, you know, in, in 1966, he, he refused to be uh, inducted into the armed forces, um, which led to him being systematically denied a boxing license in every state, stripped his passport. He lost his titles. Um, at one point, yeah, it did get overturned like five years later. Um, but he opposed the war and didn't want to go to battle when he was called upon, um, which kind of, you know, to me, I mean, this country um, has, provided for him um and he was trying to you know have a legacy and he when the country needed him he dipped out he avoided 15 seconds he opposed um and to me i mean sorry if i'm drafted i'm going done 
Okay, now now for your two minutes. Ready and go. All right, so I just wanted to touch more on the Hall's uh, stats. So, of course, yeah, he, you know, Mike mentioned earlier in this uh, this this podcast, you know, about or somebody mentioned about uh, Bobby Hall being, you know, arrested um, and having issues uh, outside of his career. But, um, you know, people, athletes all the time are getting arrested for things. Um, doesn't make it right, but it doesn't necessarily taint a legacy. Um, I mean, he's Bobby did a lot for the sport. He made the Hall of Fame in 1983. He had 12 All-Star games. His son, Brett, made the Hall of Fame in 2009. He was in eight All-Star games. Uh, they both have won uh, Stanley Cups. Um, Bobby, I believe, was had won one, and, and Brett won two. Um, they both won hard trophies. Um, like I said before, they both had over uh, 600 goals. Brett Hall is fourth all-time in scoring goals um, in the NHL. Um, both of them have won MVP awards. Uh, both have uh, won Lady Bing trophies. Uh, Brett Hall has also won a Pearson Award. Um, Brett Hall has had five-plus five 50 plus goal seasons as did Bobby Hall, both father, son duo have both have had five 50 plus goal seasons. Um, and like I said, they're both some of the best players that ever jump on the ice. Um, you know, they, uh, um, Brett Hall is, is tied with seconds. Most playoff goals, um, playoff game winning goals. I'm sorry. Um, the first and only father-son combo inducted into a Hall of Fame. Um, and their stats speak for themselves. They've done work outside of, of the ice. Um, Brett Hall has done uh, business deals. He's been in restaurants, getting out in the community. Um, so I think that just alone, their stats and, and what they did on the ice is enough to carry them through and make them one of the best duos in sports history. Stop. Okay, Michael's rebuttal start okay no one would ever say that the halls are even the best in hockey those two players are in our debate next month if i go to a, another country outside of the united states or canada do you really think that they've heard of bobby hall or brett hall over muhammad ali probably not um bobby's stats are inflated he played with what's called a banana blade okay they made rules against that because of the way uh, he played with the banana blade. Uh, Brett mentioned earlier all of Bobby's history, so I won't even go into his, but here's one for Brett. He helped destroy hotel rooms at the 98 Olympics because they lost and didn't like the refereeing. That was a taint on the American Olympic athletes. And I, I remember that blatantly at the time. Um, and it was mentioned that Bobby made the pro-Nazi comments. He stated Hitler had some good ideas. Um, his first wife, you know, divorced him after the abuse incidents. His third wife accused him as well of assault and battery. His, his alcohol was well documented, as Brett said earlier. That's done. it. Okay. Brian. Uh, I'm going to go with the halls on this one. Okay. John. Uh, I'm going to go with Michael. Quick and easy. Okay, uh, Brett. Oh, this is a this is a difficult one here. Um, again, going back, you both made good points. 
if I'm going strictly by legacies, again, I kind of do pay attention to what goes on outside because I think that as an athlete, you need to be upstanding in your sport and outside your sport. Um, and, you know, I can't look past uh, the Bobby Hole thing. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ali's. Okay. So our final debate will be the Griffies represented by Kevin uh, against the Ali's represented by me but before we get there we're going to throw out tonight's trivia question for a prize um the first person answered in the comments section will, will be the winner of our prize if you've already won one you can't win another one sorry guys um and if nobody can answer it we'll post the question later on uh, see if we can get an answer that way so here's tonight's trivia question what is the name of the actress who is married to one of July's debate topic and the full title of the movie that she starred in with Lloyd Braun, a character from Seinfeld. So if you didn't get all that question, you'll be able to hear it on, uh, on the replay on the save recorded version, okay? Before we get to the final debate, we all have one, um, honorable mention that we'd like to throw out. Uh, we had been putting a, a bunch of honorable mentions on the group page throughout the, the last month. Um, Kevin, who's your honorable mention? Uh, so I uh, took uh, the the house, um, Gordy and Gordy and Mark. Um, and I know he also had, um, you know, another son that played uh, Marty. Um, but I even got the um, uh, Detroit Red Ring swag because I was his main team um, but I mean Gordy, Gordy Howe is Mr. Hockey I mean come on um, dude played hockey forever he played hockey from 1946 to 1980 um, he got to play alongside of his sons both of them uh, Mark and Marty um, and he ended his career um, in Hartford um, you know 23 All-Star Games for Gordy, six MVP, six Art Ross trophies, four Stanley Cups, second all-time in goals, fourth all-time in points. Um, and then even his son, Mark, played 16 years. He was in multiple All-Star Games, and he is three-time runner-up for Norris Trophy. End time. We're going to try and keep him at 45 seconds to speed this up a little bit. Brian, who's your honorable mention? I, I went with uh, Ed and Steve Sable. Um, you know, they were the father-son group, and they, they founded the NFL Films. Um, I think the NFL films was, was so instrumental in the growth of the NFL. I mean, it, you know, it, it began back in the sixties and the seventies, um, when NFL pretty much trailed significantly to, to baseball and, and the boxing really at that time. And, um, you know, the, this was something that was, um, you know, slow motion photography, um, the great, um, you know, uh, orchestra style music which really it slowed down and kind of showed like the graceful points of the game. Um, and, and it really brought, I, I really think it really connected. It took a rugged game and really kind of made it like, um, uh, it made it graceful it made it something that was relatable to more people. So uh, I think it was just a very important in, in the overall uh, progression of uh, pro football. Okay. Brett. Um, for mine, I kind of went a little outside the box because some people wouldn't necessarily consider this a sport. They'd call it more entertainment, but I went with Rocky Johnson. And then of course, everyone knows Dwayne, the rock Johnson, um, just because of the legacies. I mean, right now, honestly, 
I don't think you can pick one person in entertainment uh, that is leaving a bigger legacy than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I mean, you look at his Instagram and he's got, you know, 80 million followers. He has his own brands from Under Armour. The guy put it's just everything. His own tequila. This guy's just blowing up. But then you look at his father, Rocky Johnson, and, you know, his father uh, broke waves with wrestling because he and um, his partner became the first black tag team champions, you know, in the WWF when he was around. And uh, so, again, just that was my honorable mention. John, you got anybody you want to mention? Nope. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's quite all right. I didn't, yeah, I didn't prepare myself. That's all right. <laughs> My uh, honorable mention uh, is Man of War and War Admiral. Uh, horse racing, of course. Man of War was 20 and 1. War Admiral was 21, 3 and 1. Um, Man of War won the Preakness, the Belmont, 17 major wins. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, War Admiral won eight majors, the Triple Crown in 37. He went into the Hall of Fame as well. Um, their bloodline uh, was ranked number one of the 100 great, greatest horses. Um, and part of their bloodline, listen to these horses, Seattle Slough, Sea Biscuit, American Pharaoh, and Pharaoh won the Triple Crown in 2015, Seattle Slough won it in 77. Uh, just an amazing uh, history of horse racing uh, in that family. I don't think there's a, a bigger one out there than them. So, time, all right. Time. All right, for our finals, who wants to take the clock? I got it. You got, you got it? it? Thanks, Brian. Brett, call it in the air. Heads or tails? Tails. Why am I calling it? Why not? Okay, tails. Okay, it's tails. Your choice. Ooh, you know what? Kevin's gone second. I'll have him go first this time. He's gone second quite a bit. So. Okay. Okay, and Kevin. Yes, uh, oh, hold on. Hey, in our finals matchup, Kevin representing the Griffies and me representing the Allies. All right. Okay, Kevin, are you ready? Wait, how long do we get? Two Same minutes. time? Okay. Okay, go ahead. All right. So, I mean, pretty much I've gone through everything, but I'm just going to reiterate, um, you know, the legacy of the Griffies. Um, you know, they both had long extending careers, um, 19 years for senior, 22 for junior. Um, both... Um, have had uh, stats and they both have been made an impact on the sport of baseball. Um, Andrew McCutcheon uh, was quoted saying that he tried to model his game after Ken Griffey Jr. Um, and McCutcheon's a good player for him to, to be looking up to Ken Griffey like that. Um, and like I said earlier, Bryce Harper said that Ken Griffey Jr. changed the game for the better. There's not going to be anyone else like him to come into the game. Yeah. You mentioned earlier in this debate um, that, Ken Griffey Jr. like tried to commit suicide on on aspirin um, in 1988. Um, that was when he was uh, 17 or 18 years old, depending when uh, that allegedly happened. Um, uh, but that's not uh, performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, he may have had an issue um, uh, when he was young, um, 17. He got drafted um, and then he started playing in the MLB when he was 19, which actually would have put him um, in the MLB after uh, that alleged incident that you had brought up earlier. 99.3% um, voting first ballot Hall of Fame. Um, he's uh, 30 seconds. He's had uh, his own 
chocolate bar. He's had his own shoe line. He's had his own video games. Kids know his name. Uh, they know the Griffies. Um, their stats are good. He's a Hall of Famer, the junior. Um, they had a good legacy. All right. Now time for Michael's rebuttal. And go. Okay, so you keep bringing up, oh, the, the 99 point whatever uh, Hall of Fame vote and that that was the greatest of all time. That is an inaccurate stat. The greatest of all time Hall of Fame vote went to Mariano Rivera. So there goes that. Um, yeah, what, what, what does it matter what year he committed suicide? He tried to commit suicide. It, it doesn't matter. He tried to do it regardless. But I'm just going to look at this from a world stage. Baseball has definitely expanded across the world. But the name Griffey's is not going to be uh, known and have a, a, a great legacy worldwide as the name Ali's. I mean, just when I say Ali, people know what you're talking about no matter where you go. So just for that fact alone, I believe they have the better legacy because they are known worldwide. The Griffey's are not. I'm done. Okay, now, Michael, ready and go. I gave you all the stats already on Ali's. Um, so let me just go back to some more of their greatness. In 1976, Muhammad Ali versus Antonio Inaki. The fight played an important role in the history of mixed martial arts. Most people don't know that. The match inspired Anoki students to find Pancrase in 1993, which in turn inspired the foundation of the Pride Fighting Championships in 1977 and its rival, Ultimate Fighting. And that was all to the exposure that the name Ali gave to that fight. In 2015, Sports Illustrated renamed its Sportsman Legacy Award to the Sports Illustrated Muhammad Ali Legacy Award. Legacy being the award. Um, and that uh, annual award um, and honors, you know, sports figures who, who embody the ideals of sportsmanship, leadership, and philanthropy um, as vehicles for changing the world. June 5th, 2007, he received an honorary doctorate of humanities from Princeton. Um, November 2005, um, he opened the nonprofit Muhammad Ali Center, focuses on core themes of peace, social responsibility. Um, 2005, he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom from George W. Bush, followed by the uh, Otto Hahn Peace Medal uh, from the UN Association of Germany for his work with civil rights in the United Nations. In 2001, he was presented with the Presidential Citizens Medal by President Bill Clinton. President, president after president have known how much he has meant to the world. He was named Sports Personality of the Century in a BBC poll. In 1999, Time Magazine named him uh, one of the 100 most important people of the 20th century. He was the recipient of the Arthur Ashe Courage Award. Uh, Associated Press reported that Ali was tied with Babe Ruth as the most recognizable athlete in America. Uh, these just go on and on and on. I haven't even done half of the things that he's done. That's um, it. Okay. okay, now Kevin's rebuttal and go. So you keep mentioning all these great things that Ali has done. I don't really have anything negative to say about his daughter, but um, I had already mentioned the fact that he skipped out when he was asked to help support and fight for his country in the Vietnam War, uh, which caused him to get his passport stripped and boxing titles. He also joined um, uh, the Black Muslim group 
and started calling himself Cassius Clay. And Martin Luther King himself said he became a champion of racial segregation. And that is what we are fighting against. I think perhaps Cassius should spend more time proving his boxing skills and do less talking, especially now with everything that's going on about racial segregation. Um, and for Martin Luther King to say that about him, that, that speaks volumes. He also cheated on a bunch of his wives and he didn't think he should be criticized for it. He hadn't mentioned that I got three or four ladies like this. He told that in New York Times and that he shouldn't there shouldn't be a controversy. And his ex-wife said he knew it was wrong. But as long as he was having fun, he didn't care. Yeah. Great role model that you want your kids to look up to. And done. OK, Brett, you get the first vote. Oh, great. Got to go first. Oh, on man. This one. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, Kevin, that was that was a really good rebuttal there uh, against the Ali's. I have to admit that. Uh, definitely kind of plays in my mind. I don't want to take too much time, but this is a difficult vote. Um, Mike, I'm going to say real quick, the point that you made about worldwide, again, you're true because when you, you bring up Ali's name, you know exactly who they're talking about. You know, when growing up, people wanted to be Ali. The only thing really for Griffey, you know, if you were a baseball fan, you, you know, emphasize a swing. So, oh man, I hate going first with this one. I'm going to have to go with the Ali's. Brian, on to you. Um, I, I'll tell you what, that was uh, so far. Well, I mean, this is the last round and, 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 you know, of all, of all the rebuttals, uh, Kevin, that was the best uh, rebuttal section. I think of this entire thing. And, and that's really what, what tipped me over, you know, tipped the scales for me as a judge, because, you know, if, M if MLK, is saying you're a bad guy, you know, that really taints your legacy. So I'm going to have to go with the Griffies. Oh, man. And our special guest and judge is the decider. So I already so brought you in, John. <laughs> this this will be my last time on the show, probably. Huh? <laughs> but uh, I would say great points to the rebuttal. Definitely made me think about it. Uh, but, uh, man, this is tough. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Ali's simply for the fact that every debate or every time you debated something, you added to it legacy. It wasn't just a, a repeat of stats. So I'm going to go with Mike on this one. Okay, there you have it. Our winner of the legacy battle father child duos is Muhammad and Leila Ali. Uh, I want to thank everyone who joined us tonight. Each debater, you guys did a great job. Uh, thank you. Make sure you join us. July 9th for Lemieux versus Gretzky. Got him on in the background right now. That's going to be a great debate, um, especially uh, three out of four of us. Our favorite sport is hockey. So um, reminder, join the Facebook group. Check back frequently for updates. Uh, you want to sponsor us? Give us the money. We'll, uh, we'll throw your name up there. And uh, good luck on that trivia question, everybody. God bless. Good night. Everybody have